Hi guys. Hi. Welcome back to Moody, a true crime. A true crime. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> a true crime podcast. Um, Azriella is back. Hello. <laughs> If you hear me eating in the background, I'm sorry. I just, I need to eat dinner. I just ate. I had some ice cream. <laughs> I had food earlier. We eat food like 4 o'clock because, you know, old people. Old people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if it sounds a little bit weird, it's because she's on, we're on a Zoom call or whatever the fuck you want to call it, a Google well, Meet. It looks like it's working pretty well. Um, hopefully we can hear you. Yeah, uh, if anything, I'm... I'm gonna get an extra mic that uh, David has because okay. he was gonna do a podcast, but then he didn't end up doing it. <laughs> I can see if I can try to hook it up somehow to like either my phone or like I get a laptop and hook it to the laptop, and then maybe the audio will sound better or something. Yeah. So I'm hoping that like this comes out fine. But if you can do that and it does sound better, then we could definitely use it. Yeah, and it's it's a good, it's a good mic too. It's a nice mic, mm-hmm. looking mic. So it's like one of those ones that you can like. Move. Yeah. <laughs> is this your case? Right. Yep. Okay, good. Alright. Alright, guys. So today I am doing my case on the boy in the box. I don't know if any of you guys have heard of that. Have you heard of this? No. No? You never heard of this? I don't yes. think so. Oh, I love this case. Okay. You love it? So, oh, well, like, <laughs> I, I think it's so interesting. Like, it, the first time I heard it, I heard it on Morbid, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been interested in this case ever since. So, the boy in the box gets his name, you know, exactly how it sounds. February uh, 25th, 1957, uh, a boy in a box was found in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, it was a bassinet box, and his body was completely mutilated. He was naked, he was battered. Um, had bruises all over his body. His head was looked like it was like shaved completely. The first person who found it, his name was um, John. Sorry if I butcher this. Stachowick, Stachowick, and he was checking some traps they put out, and then he found the uh, the box, and he didn't turn it in because he thought that. The cops would confiscate his traps, so he didn't report it. What the fuck? And then, yeah, a few days later, some college students, Frank Guthrum, spotted it, and uh, he saw a rabbit running under the bush, and then he knew that there was animal traps over there, so he went over there, and he found the body, and he ended up reporting it to the police. Wouldn't you think that it would make it seem more suspicious for this man to have traps everywhere and then not report a body? I, exactly, that's what I'm saying, like, I don't want to spoil it, but... <laughs> <laughs> the day before, there was a missing person support of Mary Jane Barker, who was a four-year-old girl. And the police thought that this was the little girl that was um, missing. On February 26th, the police like started receiving the reports and everything, and they started an investigation on it. So they took the fingerprints, they started identifying, trying to identify the body, However, like, nothing came up. No information at all came up about, about like, his fingerprints or his body at all. So this uh, case ended up getting a lot of attraction in the media. And there was over 40,000 flyers sent out about the body, the, the boy's body and, like, everything. Because there was 200 police that went over this crime scene. Still nothing. Nothing was, like, ever, like, really found about it. 
like no information, no like anything about anybody like leaving or anything or any traces of anybody ever being there. Oh, but it was the fifties, right? Yes, yeah, the fifties. Okay, I mean that's yeah. that's the only reason why that makes sense. The only thing that they found was a man's blue corduroy cap, a scarf, and a man's white handkerchief with a letter G on it. Okay. Uh, but everything else led to nowhere. Okay, so do you think that that stuff was, like, kept in evidence? Or do you think that that, like, got, quote, lost in evidence? Because I feel like nowadays they could test it. Yeah, I would, you would think that they would be able to test it now. I mean, I, uh, I don't know. I feel like, because there's, like, a lot of theories in this case. And, like, a lot of different people came up and were like, hey, uh, I know what's happening here. It's hard to say because just... So the police also put out a post-mortem photograph of the of the boy fully dressed and like in the seated position. Oh no! Uh, so this way, people might find out like who he is if like they, he looks alive. Nothing ever happened about that. So this case is technically still unsolved to this day. And on March twenty first, twenty sixteen, the National Center for Missing uh, Exploited released a forensic a facial reconstruction of the of uh, the kid. And added him, like, to the database, and nothing ever happened about that. Like, nothing ever came more about that. That's gotta be bullshit, because there is somebody out there that saw that child and knows the parent, and is like, that's your child? Like, what? Well, actually, so, two things about that. There was actually a foster home that was, like, a mile and a half away from there. And one of the employees, like, the medical examiner's office who, like, was in the case, contacted them and told him that to look, like, the, like at the house and that matched with the foster home. Once they looked at, like, the foster home and everything, they, they realized that, like, the bassinet, like, the bassinet box that he was in, or bassinets that the foster home, like, bought frequently. Oh, no. Yeah. And then the blankets that were hanging on, like, the clothesline were similar to the ones that the, boys, the boy was, like, wrapped in. All right, well, it's solved. <laughs> well, not necessarily, because, like, I mean, like, they could have just, it could have been a coincidence. I mean, it could have been, but that's really sad. But the man who uh, told them about this believed that the boy belonged to the stepdaughter of the man who ran the foster home, and that they disposed of the body so that the stepdaughter wouldn't dispose of being an, of an unwed mother. But this is just a theory. Oh, my gosh. They theorized that, like, the boy's death was, like, was an accident, but there was really no evidence about it, so the police weren't able to do anything about it, but it was theory that he put out. Okay, well, I don't think it was an accident, because how do you have a mutilated body that bad, and it be an accident? That's true. It's so, like, strategic. Like, you put a boy in the box, find a place where you're going to put him, wrap him up nicely, and then put him in the woods... Exactly. When they found him, all his hair had, like, like said, had recently chopped off, and then, like, clumps of his hair were, like, clung to his body. Mm. You could tell that he was malnourished, and then there were surgical scars on his ankle and on his private area. And there was an L-shaped scar under his chin. What the hell? So, like, surgical scars is in... Like, maybe he had a broken bone, and they got it surgery. Maybe, like, yeah, probably like, performed surgery on him or something. But that, uh, near his pelvis? Like. Yeah. 
that's weird. But also, I had a case that I just did on Monday, this last Monday, and it was fucking this lady, her name was Diane O'Dell, and she murdered four of her children that were newborn babies because they were illegitimate, because that she they didn't have a father. And Are you fucking kidding me? No, yeah, it was it's horrible. Like as the minute they were born, she suffocated them. And it's like, how about you just give them up? But then it goes back to if she had given them up, you know, for adoption or put them in foster care. I mean, this could have happened to them. Your case could have happened to them. And it's just yeah, that's it's true. But also, it's so fucked up because just like the foster care system has always been awful. Yes. And, like, nobody cares about kids unless they're in a woman's womb. Exactly, and they don't do enough to, like, make sure that the people who are adopting them aren't fucking abusers, pedophiles, or anything like that. They just, like, yeah, let's fucking do it. We have too many kids, though. Seriously, Eric and I talk about this a lot, but he was like, I don't understand how these people that are abusers, are pedophiles, can get kids so easily in the foster care system. But people like uh, gay people or uh, couples who have infertility issues can't adopt, can't foster, anything like that. Yeah, it literally makes no sense to me. Absolutely not. Get it together, U.S. system. (laughs) Like, all of the systems. This is America. (laughs) Another theory, well, not necessarily a theory, but someone did come out and said um, in February of 2002... She was identified as, like, a Martha, but, like, she went by M. She had, like, a history of mental illness, and it claims that her abusive mother had purchased the boy, the boy in the box, who she claims name was Jonathan, from his birth parents in 1954. According to her, he was extremely abused physically and sexually for two and a half years by them. One time at dinner... The little boy ended up throwing up baked beans. That was his dinner. And then he was uh, beaten severely. Oh my. He had his head slammed against the floor until he was uh, like almost unconscious. And then they gave him a bath and then he ended up dying in the bath. Oh my god. And then these details that she gave him matched exactly to like what the police saw that happened to his body. Like hit, there was still baked beans found in his system. And his fingers were wrinkly when they found him. And this, none of this information was given out. Only the police knew this. Mm-hmm. And then M, Martha, our Martha's mother, ended up cutting the boy's hair. Get, like, wanted the boy's hair to be long um, because they wanted a girl. They um, got the boy's body, put it in the box, and then put it in that area. Martha M is saying that they purchased this boy just to like fucking abuse him. Basically. And they wanted a girl, but why would you purchase a boy? I don't know. What? I think that I hate like I don't want to blame her mental illness on this at all. But like what the fuck? What what reason do you have to fucking per first of all, like purchasing a boy from a from a family, like Okay. <sighs> That's a lot to unpack because one, somebody out there was willing to sell a child, and then two, yeah. somebody was willing to buy a child. So, while they were preparing to like take the body out of the trunk, 
a car passed by and it was a guy on a motorcycle he pulls the sides to see if they wanted help they were kind of like locked like the back of the car so they wouldn't see it was in the trunk this matched to what the police had said that there was a, a witness saying that there was like people acting weird over there like by the woods that kind of matched with that too holy shit yeah so there's technically just like little things that could link these people to it they're big things but they're you know like not enough concrete i would say evidence yeah and yet nothing has Um, ever happened yeah so the guy ended up driving off and then so they ended up ended up dropping the body but despite everything of that that m had confessed uh, the police were unable to like verify her story neighbors who had like access to m's house like during all this time denied that there was any uh little boy living in there so they had to dismiss her claims as ridiculous okay as a neighbor i don't know what children live in the other homes around me exactly how many times like things like this happen where oh like with the uh junko furuda case seriously like she was living in the house she was in the basement and the police came two times and didn't check the house like yeah. you never know and they also had her outside in a freezer. You can't just say, no, there was never a child there if you don't know 100%, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You never know unless, like, you were living in that house. Exactly. Like, what's that fucking that one case of that guy who kidnapped those three girls and had them in his house for the longest time? I think it was, like, 10 to, like, 15 years. One of the girls he beat extremely to the point where she couldn't even show her face on the media when, like, they were found. I don't know. It sounds familiar, but I don't know, like, case names. <laughs> yeah, but, like, when when that came out, everyone's like, oh, my God, I would never have expected my neighbor. He was so nice. It's like, you never know. You literally never know. So a theory that was uh, theorized, I guess, <laughs> by <laughs> Frank Bender, who was a forensic artist, claimed that the little boy was raised as a girl so the haircut he claimed it looked as if it was a girl's haircut and then the way the eyebrows they look like they were they have been tweezed as having like a certain style and the surgical scar and exactly and the scars they also made a uh, sketch of the boy with long hair mm-hmm. like reflecting what like the hair strands on his body that were found it would make sense if they cut off the hair beforehand so people wouldn't be able to identify him or like if they're raising the boy as a girl like if they cut off all the hair then nobody would realize like hey that was an actual like the boy instead yeah like everybody was like they had a little girl or whatever but oh god that's horrible yeah it was really sad did you say that he was found with the hair matted over his body yeah so what they just like cut his hair and then stuffed him in a box without like making sure that none of it was on him yeah they did they it was have... very very like sloppily done in general that's... like everything about this case was just awful that's horrible this poor baby how old did you say he was he was between the ages of four and six they're not exactly sure but they know like he was around that age range he was just a little baby. Yeah, he was literally a baby. It's so fucking sad. 
And the fact that, like, you can even, like, put your hands on a child like that? Seriously. He threw up and you guys are beating the shit out of him? Like, right. Does that make sense? Um, he ended up being buried in Ivy Hill Cemetery in uh, Sutterbrook, Philadelphia. The coffin and headstone the funeral service was donated by the son of the man who had buried the boy. There was, like, a lot of people who came and the media was, was covering, like, the uh, burial. Mm-hmm. On the headstone, um, it says, America's unknown child. To this day, people keep uh, decorating his grave with flowers and stuffed animals. Oh, that poor baby. It's really sad. I'm going to send you some pictures of what the boy, they did some pictures of what the boy would have looked like if he was alive. Mm-hmm. And then I'll send you pictures technically of the crime scene. It's not showing <laughs> the entire body, but it's showing the box and everything. Okay. There is a picture where it is a little graphic. Okay. Of the boy, what he looked like when they basically propped him up. And it's just a little, like, um, like a news article. So I'm going to send you that as well. Okay. I'll look at it before I post it. And if I feel like it's too graphic, I'll just tell people they can look it up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, was it, was it the toy box killer? Oh. Where he um, glued the eyelids to the girl's eyes that's what she would look alive was that the toy box because that was the one where he had the inside of a van or whatever he had that dungeon thing that was the toy box yeah is that the same was it the toy box? I, 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 I don't know why I feel like it's that one it might not be that one like anyone correct me if I'm wrong I feel like it might be that one I don't think it's that one because there was no I don't think so I think that um that man kidnapped her um to make it to make it look like a ransom and then didn't he leave he left her in his shed yeah and like, like during the winter yeah so she froze her family went on vacation yeah yeah they were like sewn open or something like he yeah he he sewed them open and then he propped her up and sent like a photo to like, the police israel keys israel keys yeah that's who the man was her name was samantha i believe Oh, man, that was so sad. Oh, yeah, that oh, that picture always gives me chills every time I look at it. She's dead. I want to do the toy box killer so bad. Go ahead. This, these fucking cases are like... Oof. Yeah, I fucking know. <laughs> no, man. I don't think I'm prepared for literally everything that I'm reading. Right now? Well, like, everything that I'm... Like, all the cases that I've researched already are like pretty heavy most of them are about children and it's killing me yeah i know i always feel like maybe i shouldn't do cases on children but at the same time like there's i feel like there's so many cases on children that a lot of people don't do them so they don't get recognition enough yeah a lot of the cases that i'm doing are smaller ones that i feel like i've never heard of i've never heard of any other true crime podcast doing so i just wanted like to bring them on to our show because nobody ever covers them and these are people that are still getting murdered so yeah the child cases, I understand that it's a heavy case and it's like, you know, a lot of people don't want to hear that. But if there's a way for people to realize that children do get murdered and children do have bad things happen to them by adults, it needs to be brought to people's attention. No, oh, yeah, definitely. Because it's like, it doesn't get enough, like, recognition at all. It's so 
have something to talk about, but it's just like, these are things that are actually happening. I mean, like, I understand being uncomfortable with it and being, like, disgusted with it. All right, guys, that was Moody, a true crime podcast. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Moody underscore true crime podcast. Twitter at Moody underscore crime, which, let me tell you a little story. I thought that it was Moody underscore pod, so I went on the Twitter and tried to look it up, and it said that it was banned for, like, like, uh, content that wasn't uh, towards the guidelines or whatever and i was like what the fuck so then i had to look at the show notes and it said crime and i was like oh my god i was like the god because i thought thought our shit got banned oh my god that'd be insane oh god i mean there's something on it so you can send us an email at moodypodcast at gmail.com yes because please honestly just send us an email seriously what the fuck are you guys doing (laughs) They're like, we don't send emails. Do you want to text? Bye. Bye.